It is the D.L. Hughley Show, your court, your uh, indictment update. Remember, of course, ladies and gentlemen, it is Breast Cancer Awareness Month. So we want to implore you to make sure that you take your health very seriously and be active and uh, and, and be the own, your, your best advocate for your own health. Um, happy birthday to Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez, AOC. AOC. Happy birthday to Ashante. Happy birthday to Jerry Rice. Happy birthday to Kate Walsh. Grey's Anatomy. Happy birthday to Tisha Campbell Martin. Happy birthday to Paul Pierce. Happy birthday to Paul Simons. Happy birthday to Marie Osmond. I used to think she was so cute. She is cute. cute. She was cute. I mean, one bad apple don't score well, a whole bunch of Happy birthday to Nancy Kerrigan. Nancy Kerrigan. Happy birthday to Jerry Jones from the Cowboys. Hey, Skip. Happy birthday to Damon Wilson uh, from uh, Sanford and Son. Happy birthday to Shirley Caesar. Happy birthday to Doc Rivers. Happy birthday to Sherelle. Happy birthday to Dorothy Moore. Happy birthday to Ryan Clark from the NFL. Happy birthday to DJ Paul. It's a lot of Pauls today, huh? <laughs> <laughs> Happy birthday to Charlie Boy. To Charlie Boy. Happy birthday to Caleb uh, McLaughlin, uh, young Ricky Bell in New Edition Story. Happy birthday to. Jermaine O'Neal, happy birthday to Derek Harper, famous for the Dallas, Dallas uh, Mavericks. Happy birthday to Reggie Theus. Happy birthday to Dale Harris, a lot of basketball players too. Yeah. Happy birthday to Tiffany Trump, the forgotten Trump. <laughs> <laughs> you know, you they know, he never talk about her. She, she, her name is not on the will or the indictment, so she's <laughs> all right. <laughs> Happy birthday to Brandon and Brian Casey, Jagged Edge. Happy birthday to Brian Dawkins from the NFL. Of course, posthumously, happy birthday to Margaret Thatcher and the one and only Lenny Bruce. It is uh, what had happened was Friday. We got some great calls for you. If you can't, uh, and if you can't go out, do not worry. We got the uh, house party. That's coming straight to you on the D.L. Hughley Show. Jazz man. What, man. Tell these good people what is trending. <laughs> well, a story out of South Carolina, Hilton Head to be exact. Uh, Josephine city. Wright, she's 93 years old, and she's been fighting to keep her land, yeah. which developers are trying to take away. Uh, and she needed to reach a goal of $350,000. She's already exceeded that thanks to the help of people like Tyler Perry and Kyrie Irving and, of course, Fantasia. Um but apparently they, they've been trying to take this, I guess, as forever ago. And she's been steadfast in her fighting, but this time she needed money. And so they're still asking people if they can to help because these people, these developers so, who want to come in and take her so land. she's probably Geechee or Gullah, right? Uh, I'm not sure, I but I would imagine they used to that live particular on these, area. They, they live in the marshland, right? Mm-hmm. There was a place, the only place they could live, right? Mm-hmm. Now, all of a sudden, that land is prime real estate. So yeah. now they want it. They want it. And as an Indian, you can understand that. I right? can. Like, <laughs> I can understand it. They don't try to take your reservations back. Yes, right? they do. They do? Yep. They absolutely do. When? Where? <laughs> they do. Well, you know, the reservation that uh, that my family, not me, my right. family from is in Southampton. Oh, the good land. Yes, Ooh, we indeed. Get it, man. Y'all right better get the out of here. Yeah. If you don't get your cibar- cigar box looking ass out, of, get out. <laughs> Stop it. <laughs> if you don't get the hell out of this <laughs> land. Stop. Southampton? Yeah. Man. Mm-hmm. Indeed. Well, wow, that's a shame. They want it back. Mm. Anyway, so, speaking about land, Yellowstone is, is is issuing all kinds of warnings and cautionary tales of people coming, visiting the park and doing stupid things. The latest is some parents, young parents, by the way, there with their kids somehow allowed their child to climb down rocks into like this running, raging water. Bye. No shoes on or anything. Uh, there are videos of people who what are happened? approaching what bison. Uh, they, I, I, I guess they saved the kid. I don't know. I don't know. The, there was no end to the story other than, you know, 
they were <laughs> letting the kids slide down. But other videos of people getting out, approaching bison, and want trying to take pictures with them, and you yeah, know, getting been, gored. Yes, <laughs> they were like, "When you yeah. come to the park, please, right? Don't don't do no. stupid things, please." Dion has the Colorado buffaloes, not these. I mean, <laughs> don't do it. Don't do it. Not don't these. do it. Anyway, finally trending. Uh, Sherry Shepard had a conversation with uh, one of my favorite people, Joy Behar, and Joy Behar. Joy Behar is one of your favorite people. I, never I knew like that. her. Yeah, I, I like her. Love Love, love, love her. But she revealed to Sherry Shepard, you know Barbara Walters had an affair with Richard Pryor. Everybody knew that. <laughs> what? Everybody knew. I didn't know that. So we can't say everybody. You can say a lot of people knew, but not everybody. Because I didn't know. And apparently, a lot of people on social media didn't know either. Because there are thousands of comments who want more information about this, you know, tryst that was had. So there you go. Oh, wow. That's what's trending. Isn't books and... Yeah, well, maybe books that I haven't read. Yeah, black people are in them. Mm. Well, black about other folks' business. I'm not going to read that. You won't read something about other people. No, not like that. <laughs> not if it's just salacious Richard, material. I try to read things. Richard Pryor pushed pushed Barbara Walters' wig back. Yes, indeed. <laughs> but you guys probably know that because you're comedians in the in that world. No, no, we, but guess what? A lot of people who are outside of that world do, don't know that. Yeah, I knew he knocked her off. Though. Of course, you would. All right, coming up, we got a little note from the GED section that'll be up in approximately 15 minutes. It is the D.L. Hughley Show. She's jazz. She's smart. It's the Jazzy Report on the D.L. Hughley Show. Delta Airlines customers who said that their airlines uh, were canceled, uh, their flights were canceled at the start of the pandemic and were not allowed to get refunds, are actually now sharing in a $27 million settlement. Of course. The airline will make cash payments with 7% interest for the, for the amount of the unused credit to customers. Uh, customers also have the option to keep the credit uh, as is, but also still get the 7% interest payment. So no one was flying back then. 14,000 people will yeah. take advantage and of 14, this. And 14,000 people and they're getting a dollar a piece. <laughs> <laughs> well, no, they still get the ticket now because back then Delta was not giving them a refund. So now what they're saying is they're going to give the refund and the total amount of all of the tickets you that they owe the ticket. is $27 million. You should keep the trip because remember back then you could go to Miami for three dollars, mm-hmm. like twenty dollars. Yeah, keep the value of the ticket. Keep, keep Plus the seven percent yep, too. Come do. on, yeah, now. Yeah, that's yeah, a lot of money. That, we'll take it. Don't you get off the? You, you told me one time they offered you a thousand dollars to get off the plane, and you and Lena got off. Got straight up. Hell, hell yeah, Lena. It was. I don't want, if you don't get your Dominican four, ass, fourteen hundred dollars. I said, <laughs> get, 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 get up, get up, get up. Let's go. We gotta go. We got right off that plane. Get and it. sat there for three hours for the next flight. <laughs> get out my, get out my Louis Vuitton. I get out my seat, Lena. That's right. Whatever. So shouting at, denigrating, or verbally threatening children can be as damaging to their development as sexual or physical abuse. (laughs) Researchers are calling for childhood verbal abuse to be ascribed its own category of maltreatment to facilitate prevention. Unlike other forms of emotional abuse, uh, including indifference, silent treatment, and witnessing domestic violence uh, has been categorized as overt, and they say that it warrants special attention. Now, I can understand domestic violence, and I can understand in theory, but I don't know anybody who didn't grow with their parents saying some of the most heinous things to them. Mm-hmm. You's about a dumbass, ain't you? Ain't you dumb? And you was like, yep. Yep. Sure <laughs> am. Sit your simple ass over here. You's yeah. about a simple man. Come on now. Yeah. That was before you knew better. Right. But I don't think it should be its own category. Well, what people call abuse, we just call Saturday. Yes, Monday, Tuesday, yeah, yeah. Wednesday, Thursday. Thursday, Friday, and Saturday. Yeah. Mm-hmm. 
All right, coming up, if you missed uh, this week's call, do not worry. We got them coming up. It's What It Happened Once Friday. Those calls will be up in 10 minutes. It's the D.L. Hughley Show. So Monday, what it happened was a woman tells her now ex-boyfriend if he gets a DNA test for their daughter, she'll do her best to make sure he never sees his daughter again. Is she overreacting or is he wrong or is he wrong for not trusting her? That was a question we posed to you. You said... I would think that why is it a problem? And it depends on how the baby is. If the baby ain't two, three years old, I can see the dad, you know, want a DNA test. But if the baby grown into, well, the baby got to be little. So, y'all, you going to make sure I don't see my child again? What you scared of? And then she got to think about it like this. She do the DNA test. The best revenge is letting that mug know that, yeah, you want a DNA test. You thought it was yours hi not i never let you see my child again man i'm thinking like this if she's willing to go that far to take it to that extreme she know good and well that ain't none of that man baby that's why she don't want him to take the fraternity test no he's not wrong however we don't know the stipulations of your relationship if you've been with somebody for umpteen years and they asking you for a dna test it's like it's like a slap in the face but technically no he's not wrong because every man entitled to that because Mama's baby, daddy's baby. <laughs> yeah, so this is calling out of Richmond. I just want to say that I'm going through a same similar situation, and I decided I wanted to, to do that. And I'm, I agree with the guy. He didn't do nothing wrong because uh, he don't want to go 18 years, and then all of a sudden you uh, you find out that you're not the father. So I don't have no problem with what he said. So I'm thinking, okay, if he wants a DNA test, of course she should give him one, and then she should break up with him. Because if he wants one, that means he, um, for sure, if that child is his or not. So, I mean, if it's his, it's his. If it's not, it's not. But if it is, she should break up with him. I, I feel like this. First of all, her statement makes it sound like she is very positive that that's his daughter. But it seems to me... If he wants to get himself a DNA test, he could take his child and go down to the doctor, tell her that they're going to the store, going to visit grandma, going to do whatever, and go on and get that test done. Because you would want to rather know for sure than be walking around for years in the dark. There's something wrong with her. It shouldn't be a problem with him getting a DNA on the child unless she thinks it's not his child and trying to bully him. But, you know, every parent want to know whether or not that's their child or not. So she's dead wrong. You know, she's dead wrong for not allowing him to get a DNA and then tell them, man, if you get a DNA, you won't see your child. Maybe he won't have to see him because it probably ain't his anyway. All right, coming up, we got uh, more of this week's best calls. Those calls will be up in about five minutes. It's the D.L. Hughley Show. It's what it happened was Friday. So uh, Tuesday, what it happened was a man found out that his girlfriend is $150,000 in debt. And it makes it's making him think twice about a future with her. Would you marry someone who is severely in debt? That was a question we posed to you. You said... Um, it shows more that it's not just about the money, but it shows more about their character. It's strong indication that they may be irresponsible and also a bad decision maker. I would not want to marry someone like that. Well, I couldn't because uh, she's already proven herself financially irresponsible, but there may have been a catastrophe in her family. As far as family go, I would have to investigate a little bit further, but no, because she's proven herself financially irresponsible. 
Um, I figure, hell no. I really have identity theft on mine. There's no way that I would accept someone else. I still love them with that much debt in their life, regardless of what it's from. So, no. Oh, yes. Most definitely. I, I, would, I would consider her because, you know, I would say happiness has no value, right? Happiness has no value. If I'm, if I'm happy with that young lady and she has that debt, we'd figure it out. We'd work it out. But what's the value of happiness? You got me? So happiness has no value. $150,000, we just have to work it out. Figure it out. And if she made me happy, then guess what? I would stand beside her, level up, and just keep putting that in her name. So I think there's two two parts to this. The first part is when people are deciding to commit and get into a marriage, they need to know a lot about the person. If you didn't know that that person had any debt, then yes, that comes as a surprise. And you're not obligated whether you say I do or not to take on that person's debt. The what's yours is mine and what's mine is yours comes into play after marriage and what we accrue together, we take care of together. But if you're entering into any committal with debt, whether it's male or female, you should be responsible for your own debt once you say, I do. But anything that you accumulate together, then yes, you are responsible for. You should not enter into a relationship or a marriage bringing unnecessary duress or stress into that marriage about debt. Finances can ruin a marriage just as fast as it puts you in there. My dealer departed wife had owed $165,000 to the IRS. You know, I didn't let that uh, deter me from wanting her to be my, be my wife. Hey, so first of all, I got hell with that. I don't even know how much. I got like at least $10,000 in debt. And I'm only 22 years old right now. So uh, I think I'm collecting more debt as I go because I got student loans and I'm not done with school. So, and I got a baby right now and I hope he marries me and I don't care how much debt he got because I love him. Yeah, and I would marry him if he had hell with debt. $50,000, $100,000, I don't care. I'm not paying it back. I mean, we in it together. Man, that's a crazy good topic, man. I, you know, I'm actually I just de- dealing with a situation like that myself, man. A uh, lady friend of mine, uh, she in a hole, and she don't want to be with me because I won't get her out of her situation. I'm like, hey, I didn't get you in that, you know. But um, if you love a person, I mean, I mean, there got to be some type of boundaries. I mean, I help you, but uh, as far as like marriage, you know, what I mean, I'd have to wait till we get on the even kill, then we can work things out, man. All right, we got more of what had happened was in 10 minutes on the D.L. Hughley Show. Wednesday, what had happened was a survey found that a significant number of Americans believe that the use of force and violence is justified to achieve political goals that they support. Why do you think that is? That was the question we posed to you. You said. Yes, because it's true. At its base, at its base definition, politics is means of or relating to government. And there are occasions where government, in order to be made to correct things, has to deal with violence in order to move forward. The Civil War, the Vietnam War, World War Two, <laughs> World War One, and the Korean War. These are all occasions where violence had to be brought into place in order to get things moved just in the direction of being correct. It's unfortunate, but it's, a hu- it's part of the human existence. I just feel like, you know... We listen to the Star Spangled Banner. The whole the whole song is about how they conquered the country from whoever was living here first. I'm not trying to get in that debate, but 
yeah, um, they have pretty much programmed violence in our minds because they know that that's not the answer. So now that's what we think is going to get some some progression is not helping. So that's all I want to say. The thing about it is the country was kind of created on violence. So that's all they know is violence, you know. So that's why you got so many people thinking that violence will solve everything. That's how they think guns will solve everything. It won't. It's, it's just boggling the mind to think that people think like that, but it's a lot of people that do. Uh, and then we asked uh, yesterday, we asked uh, Damian Lillard is getting a divorce and wants his wife to give his ex-wife to give his name back. Do you think that a woman getting a divorce should actually have to give the name back? That was a question we posed to you, said. Hey, Dion. First of all, I want to say I love you. This is Lady D. Um, I used to be married to a uh, man for 17 years and we got a divorce. But I held on to his name, and then I turned around and got married again, and I still hold on to the first husband's name. I left him the house, the whole nine yards, and I feel like when it comes down to that name, that belongs to me. I give you my money, my house, but you give me my name back because you divorced me. I take my name back. You can have the money and everything else, but you can't have my name. Yes, she should go ahead and let the last name go. Go back to who she was, you know. Just leave it alone. Move on. Just get out. Go on and move on. Now, unless she's been married to him for 20 years, that might be different. But four years, nah, just move on. I think that if he initiated the divorce because of something like infidelity, she should give him his name back. But like Jasmine said, it's the law. Whether it... In the divorce, if she wants to keep it, she can. But if she was the problem in the marriage, she should give him his name back. So I was married for 23 years, and I gave him a kidney. I'm keeping the name. I don't care how many times you get married. I'm going to always be your first wife, and I'm keeping that last name. You give me my kidney back, you can have your last name. All right, yeah, I think the woman should give the name back after divorce. What are you holding on to it for? In my situation, I have one child. He's grown, no other kids, and my ex-wife still holds on to my last name. I want it back. All right, coming up, we got uh, a little note from the GED section that'll be up in approximately 15 minutes. It's the D.L. Hughley Show. Hey, it's your girl Jasmine wondering if you're suffering from diabetes or high blood pressure or perhaps you've got excess weight that's keeping you sick and slow. Let me tell you something. You need to check out the D-Herbs Full Body Cleanse. I've been trying to tell you guys about this. D-Herbs has been helping people, thousands of people, overjoy customers, cut that excess weight, get rid of toxins, and of course, get their health right. Now, I got to tell you, there's no crazy workout routines involved, nothing at all. Just follow the plan, and in only 20 days, you're going to be feeling healthier. You're going to look better and feel more confident. The D-Herbs Full Body Cleanse is not some crazy drink or a fad diet. And guess what? You're not going to starve yourself. And that's important because a sister like to eat. The cleanse consists of seven all-natural, safe, and effective formulas, each one designed to cleanse a particular part of your body. And with over 5 million formulas sold over the last 19 years and thousands of five-star reviews online, the D-Herbs Full Body Cleanse, let me tell you, it is the real deal. Visit D-Herbs.com and get a nice discount when you get ready to check out. Use my promo code Jasmine. Get on the road to a cleaner, leaner you. Go to dherbs.com and use that promo code Jasmine. That's dherbs.com, promo code J A S M I N E. Now, for those of you who are not regular listeners of the DL Hughley Show, it's just a tiny sample of why you should listen every day. Happy birthday to Nikki Hilton. Is that one of the Hilton sisters? I think yep. so. Yep. Maybe they was on She's TV. Been out of the for a long time. Mm. You'll never see them Red Roof Inn sisters. They'll never be nowhere. <laughs> <laughs> Jury in Harris's. They ain't never on TV. The Keith, La Quinta sisters. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> the embassy girls. Yeah.
Now, happy birthday to Travis Kelsey. They say, uh, once you go black, you never go back. That's a lie. <laughs> he went back to that white woman swiftly. Yeah. I don't know who had more black women, him or Robert De Niro, but he's off it now. <laughs> Come on now, it's Indigenous People's Day. You can't be disrespectful today to Jasmine. Not today. Yes, I can. Oh, he's disrespectful to me every day. Nothing I do is going to be bad as what the pilgrims did. (laughs) Nothing. (laughs) That is correct. Here's the fire water. Here, try this blanket around you. (laughs) I don't think John Legend has ever had a bad song. Never. Ever had a bad album. Like, ever. Even if you don't believe that, he's damn sure never had a bad album. Never. A couple of bad fashion choices, but never a yeah, bad yeah, album. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. And he has hips, but that's not his fault. <laughs> you know, if a man got hips, he gonna be hip. That's the way it goes. Well, he did say all of me, so, yeah, you know. all of me. <laughs> and him and Jasmine wear the same style Stop of pants. It. But they're not saying that. First time. Possibly happy birthday to Eleanor Roosevelt. She was the first of Ellen. Yes, she was. <laughs> FDR was in the wheelchair. She's like, yes. I don't like it anyway. <laughs> get up. Yes. She said, don't get up on my account. <laughs> I am dropping another hot new song on my day butt of the week that comes up in less than 15 minutes. It is the D.L. Hughley Show. It is uh, the D.L. Hughley Show. Uh, so your your uh, indictment update. So remember that if you are in... Uh, Huntsville, Alabama today, tomorrow, and Saturday. I'm going to be a stand-up live, Huntsville, Alabama. Uh, two Friday, two tonight, two tomorrow, two Saturday. So the library, our library here in Huntsville, Alabama, banned a book because the author's last name was Gay, and they thought that it was talking about, but it really wasn't. It was just her last name. So now, uh, of course, Huntsville can't heal sexual healing <laughs> or let's get it on or mercy, mercy me. So... They, Shout out to Huntsville. Yeah, they're like, <laughs> who goes dumb things. And that, that just proves that they don't ever read the books. They just look at titles or look at, you know, maybe the foreword or look at the cover and they go, nah. So they're definitely doing what they tell us not to do, judging a book by its cover. By its cover. They actually are doing what the old, eight old age old adage tells us not to, admonish us not to do. Don't <laughs> judge a book by its cover. And they did. Yeah, of course. This is gay. It's so oh gay. It's gosh. her last name. If you read it, you'll be gay. That's what their that's what their fear is. <laughs> Don't touch it. You have to burn it. And Lindsey Graham's like, where is it? <laughs> <laughs> is there two parts to it? What aisle? Crazy. Point Man. me to the Dewey Decimal System so I can find it. <laughs> the Dewey Focus Decimal on Dewey. <laughs> Silly. <laughs> Coming up this side, we got my uh, day butt of the week, plus it's Friday, and you're not hitting happy out of the club. Uh, so we're going to bring the party straight to you with the Hughley House Party. And we have Alibo, the streaming hack warrior on the D.L. Hughley Show. Now it's time for the streaming movie review with Alibo, the streaming hack warrior. What's that, Alibo? It's easy October. That means the Halloween is coming upon us once again. And once again, the children will be out in costumes, doing the trick and the treating, asking for the candy. Dear my home brother, you know I am a warrior. When I went trick and treating, I was always dressed as myself. If I walked into a house, the house automatically became haunted. Uh oh. <laughs> and I never took the treat. I always did the trick. I would demonstrate that I could hear sign language. Uh oh. Or sometimes I would unscramble an egg before your very eyes. I'm serious. <laughs> Today's movie is very tricky. The movie is The Kill Room, starring Samuel L. D. Jackson. 
in this movie, a hitman, his boss, an art dealer, try a money laundering scheme that accidentally turns the hitman into an overnight avant-garde sensation. It forces him to play the art world against the underworld. This movie is like a Quentin Tanner in the Tino and one of the ocean movies, meshed into one. This hitman is a terrible artist. He is putting stuff on cameras that looks like a smurf with diarrhea. But it turns out everyone loves his art. He becomes a modern day Andy Warhol. When the underworld gets involved, it's like love in hip hop Miami. Everything goes crazy. Sam D. Jackson is solid again, but his beard gives the best performance. His beard should have an agent. It's huge. It looks like a sleeping possum on his chin. I'm serious. <laughs> the beard could shave a razor. Uh-oh. I am convinced he did not grow the beard. The beard grew him. Uh-oh. I give this movie three and a half handbags. I would give it two and a half, but I gave an extra handbag for the beard. <laughs> this is a libo. Your hacking warrior with the stream hacking movie review. Humne salamilani. Stay safe and healthy. Hamni, hamni, ham. Uh oh. We're gonna take a peek into Jasmine's diary. You know why? Because we can. That's nosy. coming up in 10 minutes. It's the D.L. Hughley Show. Now it's time to take a peek in his jacket. I'll read it. Oh, man, Jesus. Sick of this. Come Get on. out of the way. Sick of it. Come on. Sick of it. Sick of it. Jesus Christ. <laughs> uh, you better read it because I can't hear out of my left ear now. <laughs> Dear Diary, of course my mouth has gotten me into trouble again. When am I going to learn to control what I say? Probably never. It is what it is. So one of my girlfriends, she's not mad at me, but we're not really speaking for the rest of the day because she was telling me about this date that she had last night. And I was super excited for her because she's been trying to go on a date with this guy for the longest. But anyway, she goes on the date with the guy and the guy starts saying things like, oh, wow, I didn't know it was going to be this expensive. Oh, I don't know if I can afford this. And I told her, who doesn't check out a restaurant before he invites someone there? Why would you get there and then decide that you can't afford what's on the menu? You didn't know? And she told me I was being insensitive to him in this economic situation. Let me tell you something. If you ask somebody out on a date, you should already know what you're dealing with and what you're not dealing with. And if you're not dealing with the appropriate amount of cash to take a girl to a restaurant that you kept bragging on, that's your problem, not hers. I'm just saying. So she's not speaking to me today, but I'm sure she'll call me tomorrow for brunch. And I'll see you then. <laughs> Tommy, we got a song for when your mom and daddy were still together. That's next. Plus, some people get very, 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 very upset with me. And they never miss an opportunity to let me know how they feel on our segment called... Oh, at last. F-U-D-L Hughley. That's coming up in less than 15 minutes. It is the D.L. Hughley Show. Looking for engaging discussions and thought-provoking content? Look no further. Listen to the D.L. Hughley Show podcast on UrbanOnePodcast.com and wherever podcasts are found. Uh, it is uh, the D.L. Hughley Show. <laughs> <laughs> Going diving up there. We're watching... Uh, CNN. <laughs> we're watching the news as politicians get just... Man. Yeah. The, yeah, you couldn't do that here because our politicians are strapped. Mm-hmm. Lambasted yeah. with embarrassment. Yeah. Man. Puff pies. All, that, <laughs> all of it. 
That's the one who called, who helped, uh, what was his name? Um, who was the one unsafe at any speed? He Ralph was, Nader. Ralph Nader. That was the Ralph Nader. Yeah. Um, so uh, <laughs> the interesting thing Whoop. is you can tell how, first off, you can tell when they're English because they have the worst teeth. Oh, oh yeah. but <laughs> yeah, they should be mad with their mouth closed. Man, let me tell you something. Well, it's interesting. That I read a story a couple of weeks ago where all of the dentists in uh, the UK, well, most of them were on strike. <laughs> you can't tell. <laughs> I'm not they even kidding. <laughs> They're like, we can't go to the dentist. They must have been we on strike forever. <laughs> yeah. When did you work? I'm right. telling you, they were what going on strike. You, you want to raise for you. what? You yeah. haven't earned it. Yeah. Mm-mm-mm. Man, let oh, me tell you well. something. This dude. I was in England where we were touring and our bus driver looked like he had a mouth full of jumper cables. Literally, every time he smiled, the bus started up. It was crazy. (laughs) I'm like, man, you could spit out a wall. Wow, that's terrible. Man. Man. I mean, you do what you can. Dennis are in strike in Europe. Mm -hmm. I mean, in England. Mm Mm-hmm. Well, I tell you what. And then, like their whole healthcare system, kind of something happened with them as well. Like the doctors and nurses all went on strike. So people, the like, doctors and nurses, okay. You do know here, I think Walgreens, uh, the pharmacists are going to. We're talking about going on strike. Oh, let me get down <laughs> there. Get your pills. <laughs> all right, coming up this hour, we got a song for when your mom and daddy were still together. Plus, some people get so very upset with the things I say that we're giving them an opportunity to express themselves with our segment called "If You." Plus, we're going to, uh, (laughs) and we're bringing the house party straight to you with the Hughley House Party on the D.L. Hughley Show. Sometimes people get really upset with me, so we're letting them vent on our segment called F.U.D.L. Hughley. Won't you please welcome our F.U.D.L. Hughley correspondent, little Nisi James. Hello, this is Nisi James, your F.U.D. Hughley correspondent. Our first F.U.D. Hughley comment is from Instagram. Daddy Dearest says, DL, I heard your son say there was a time in his life when he believed you didn't love him. How could you let that happen? While you were attacking the president, teasing Terry Crews, and making fun of the problems within the Catholic Church, you think you would have taken time out to give your son a hug and a kiss and tell him you love him. You definitely take care of your family financially, but emotionally, you're a deadbeat dad. B*****, you D-Hoogly. Our next F.E.D. Hoogly comment comes from the D.L. Hoogly Show website. Struggle 2019 says, D.L., we get it. You are rich. I mean, how can we not know? All you and your elitist friends ever talk about is $4,000 cigars, Malibu mansions, Bentleys, first-class flights, and platinum cufflinks. Do you ever stop and think about us people who listen to your show while driving our nine-year-old used cars to our second minimum wage jobs in order to struggle keeping the lights on at our three-bedroom rental house in the hood that has six people living in it? I don't think so. You disconnected bougie Negro. Fuck you, D-Hoogly. Today's last F-U-D-Hoogly comment is from Facebook. HooglyFan64 says, DL, I was your biggest fan. I've seen every one of your Comic View episodes, all your comedy specials, TV shows, movies, and even your podcasts. I listen to your radio show every day, but that's where the problem lies. When I listen to you on the radio, then watch you on TV, I hear you tell the same joke. Come on, DL. You mean you can't find different jokes for the radio and TV? You have to cheat us fans by recycling jokes? I thought you were a king of comedy. I bet Steven Cedric, the other kings, will give us original jokes. No wonder you didn't get the Family Feud job. F*** you, D. Hughley. Well, that's it for this week. This has been Nisi James, your F.U. D. Hughley correspondent. And until next week, 
Bye. All right, coming up, we got uh, a little note from the GED section that'll be up in approximately 15 minutes. It's the D.L. Hughley Show. Now it's time for what you need to know with the one and only Sybil Wilkes. It's Sybil Wilkes with what you need to know. A jury reached a split verdict for two Aurora, Colorado police officers who were on trial for the death of Elijah McClain. The death of the unarmed young black man four years ago received widespread publicity inside and outside of Colorado and led to a large-scale protest and reforms in Aurora's police department. The verdict was reached Thursday afternoon by a jury that found Randy Rodima guilty of criminally negligent homicide and third-degree assault. Jason Rosenblatt was found not guilty of manslaughter and assault. Sentencing for Rodima is scheduled for January 5th. Millions of Social Security recipients will get a 3.2% increase in their benefits in 2024, far less than this year's significant boost. The cost of living adjustment, or COLA, means the average recipient will receive more than $50 more every month beginning in January. About 71 million people, including retirees, disabled people, and children, receive Social Security benefits. I'm Sybil Wilkes. Be informed. Be empowered. The D.L. Hughley Show is where it's at. Get ready to laugh and stay informed. Tim Scott. If you take all the people that wanted 3%, they still wouldn't add up to Trump's lead. <laughs> they really wouldn't. Right. Yeah. They're only a two in the lead. Trump and DeSantis. And DeSantis is he's, he's 30 points have, behind. I was going to say, he doesn't have it half. Marjorie Taylor Greene. Um, she was talking about how she was intimidated uh, by Jamal Bowman, a congressman from uh, New York. Marjorie Taylor Greene needs to stop. If she's not intimidated by her reflection, nothing should scare. Join D.L. Hughley on the D.L. Hughley Show podcast. Available on UrbanOnePodcast.com. That's going to do it for us, ladies and gentlemen. It's the D.L. Hughley Show, your indictment uh, update. Uh, if you uh, are in uh, next week, I am going to be in Greensboro with the comedy uh, Straight Jokes No uh, Chaser Tour. Myself, said the entertainer, Mike Epps. And Earthquake going to be there. We, may, we have oh, a makeup update. Oh, I didn't know you guys were on the tour back. Oh, okay. Got to make updates. So we lost that one. We had to make updates. <laughs> I mean, Greensboro. Um, Jasmine Sanders, what did you learn today? Prayers go out to a former Olympian. You remember the gymnast, gymnast Mary Lou Retton? I had, I had She's a, in the ICU. Yeah. Wow. She's fighting, battling for her life, actually, a rare form of pneumonia. And so her daughter is asking, you know, just prayers because they're not sure. She, her daughter, daughter, they don't know if she's going to make it. And that's terrible. Wow. So prayers out to her. Jesus. Mm-hmm. Only 55. On uh, my Wheaties box. Yeah. She's on the Wheaties box. We're going to definitely go. be praying for her. Uh, Skip, my man Cheatham, what did you learn today? You know I'm getting it in and there this week, tonight. You know how we do, broadcasting live. You know what's happening. Benetti's. Come on, man. Benetti's home. <laughs> we going to keep Benetti's home of cornbread and cavaletti. Cavaletti. <laughs> cornbread and cavaletti. What I also learned <laughs> is, you know, our, our dear Lena, our, our Dominican uh, resident, she's talking yes. about all the, uh, what we say, English names yes. that are in. So I Googled the most popular yeah. surnames okay. in Dominican. Yes. Rodriguez, Perez, yes. Martinez, yes. Garcia, yes. Reyes, yes. Sanchez, yes. Diaz, Pena. Yes. yes. Oh, let me. I haven't got an English one yet. I just, no. you know, just keep going. Yeah, but you got it. Yeah. There's got to be one in there. But no Santoses? Yeah, I got uh, Just let me see. See all yeah. other Latin countries. Yeah, they just. Oh, wow. Yeah. But no Smiths, no. Wilsons. Just not in that top, you know, that top 10 right there was. Oh, um, okay. No well, you got to remember that 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 the top ten of the, all those names are one person. So, uh, 
All right, coming up on the next Dale Hughley Show, the military man Jamal Kingsley is right here to expose racism hidden in our everyday lives, plus another special case, Short Bus Records Banger. Have a great, safe weekend. We will definitely see you on the other side. Kyle, my favorite Short Bus operator, pull that string. We gots to go. Tow, tow. It's the Dale Hughley Show. See you on the other side.